Welcome to the Reflecting in Podcast. My name is Brian. Uh, for those of you who do not know me, um, I am Brian Murphy. I'm from the Tri-Cities, uh, Washington State area. Um, I started this podcast back in 2021 with my brother, Casey, who is in the chat right now. Uh, we started this podcast because we wanted to get the message out there. Uh, we wanted to start equipping um, and discipling people um, from this platform. We wanted to push out content, um, biblical faith-based content uh, that really helped people engage in discipleship and also know better how to reflect the Lord Jesus in their lives uh, and be a reflection of his image. And so thus, the Reflecting in Podcast was born. If you guys have not liked this stream yet, please do so. Like the stream, get that algorithm on YouTube going, get that algorithm on Facebook going. Um, I know my my mom is probably watching in, in, in the Facebook chat. Mom, drop a comment, like the stream. <laughs> I know you want to, come on. <laughs> but anyways, um, and then like, share, and subscribe. Share with your friends. Um, Make this podcast available to your friends and family. Uh, subscribe so you get updates on when we release new episodes. And finally, if you guys have not left a review yet on Apple Podcasts, uh, please do so because that way Apple can promote this podcast um, and get it on their algorithm and get it on their charts as well. So the more reviews that um, Apple Podcasts get on this podcast, the more people can find it. So... Water is good for you, and my mouth is really dry. So um, if I'm going to get to this episode, I need to drink water. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Anyways, peep this new background. We got purple or purple and and and, um, and orange, kind of like the Halloween colors, because tonight, oof, it's going to get heated. It's going to get hot. It's going to get spicy, because I am going to be debating I'm going to be presenting to you the great debate, the great Halloween debate. Should Christians celebrate Halloween? Tonight, I'm going to talk about both sides of the argument. I am going to bring up points for um, those who are against celebrating Halloween as Christians and those who are for or neutral about celebrating Halloween as Christians. Now, let me let me make a disclaimer. This is for Christians. This is the debate on whether or not Christians should ha celebrate Halloween. Um this is I mean, you know, if you're if you're a non-believer, if you're an unbeliever and you're watching this, stick around. You'll you know, you'll learn something about both about both, you know, sides of the spectrum here. Um but this is about whether or not Christians should ha celebrate Halloween. Um because if if I were to go into whether or not non-believers should celebrate Halloween, well, that's a whole different discussion because that'd be under the same things as should Christians um, or so sorry, should non-believers, you know, um, practice other worldly things. So that's why i'm I'm leaving that aside for for another another discussion, another topic. Um, so let me bring up my notes and let's start. So the questions we will be addressing tonight is, are, what are the origins of Halloween? First of all, is Halloween demonic in nature in origin? Can Halloween be celebrated without it being demonic? Alongside of the question, can Halloween be redeemed? And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what that means. Okay. Should Christians celebrate it? And um, yeah, why don't we why don't we talk about why non-believers, you know, should celebrate it too? That'll be at the end because that'll be a little bit slightly different of a topic, okay? But we'll cover it. All right. So without further ado, let's start. So the origins of Halloween. The origins of Halloween. Let's look at a clip of Jenny Weaver 
uh, or Mike Signorelli's recent interview with Jenny Weaver. We're going to watch this clip, okay? And uh, we'll we'll start to we'll start to get an idea of of what the origins are of Halloween. There are doors that we can open knowingly and unknowingly that allow the enemy to gain access into our life. And yeah. so what's what's radical to me is that the same people that go through an hour or two or longer even sometimes of deliverance go right back home and then they participate in something like Halloween. Come on. Which is steeped in witchcraft. That its whole foundation is witchcraft. Period. I don't Period. care how you remix it today. You can't separate the origins of it. You never will be able to separate the origins of it. And okay, so she's saying that you'll never be able to separate the origins of Halloween. Okay, and so we're going to talk about the origins of Halloween. And she'll go into it, but first I'm going to do my own research and then compare it to what she's, going to, what she's about to say. So let's go into the origins of Halloween. I'm going to pull up my screen share here. All right. So the origins of Halloween. Let's start with what the history channel, what the history, history.com has to say about the origins of Halloween. Okay. So Halloween is a holiday celebrated each year on October 31st and Halloween 2022 will occur on Monday, October 31st. Uh, the, the tradition originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Now this is pronounced Samhain. It's spelled S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Samhain, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor all saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. Now, okay, let's back up a little bit. Let's pause. Halloween is modern-day Halloween since uh, around circa... Um, you know, the time of Pope Gregory III in the 8th century, okay? Halloween now encompasses two, if not three or four major holidays combined into one day, okay? And we're, we're going to talk about that. So we're going to talk about the original uh, day, the original day, uh, the festival called Samhain. And we're going to talk also talk about All Saints Day. And we're going to talk ab about also, we're going to talk about uh, some Roman holidays around this time that uh, the Romans celebrated. And then how all these now blended together to become what is now known as Halloween. Okay. The ancient origins of Halloween. Halloween's let me get rid of this. Hold up. Okay. All right. Origins or the Halloween's origin dates back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. The, uh, the Celts who lived 2000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France celebrated their, their new year on November 1st. So Samhain was actually this, the Celtics' new year. Um, and it's going to go on to, uh, to say why. This day marked the end of the summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. During that time, you know, modern medicine wasn't a thing. And so when it became really cold and and the winter came, the majority of death happened, human death happened during that time, okay? The Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, 
when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to earth. Okay, so automatically it's setting the pretense, setting the scene that Halloween or Samhain was a death celebration. It was um, it was a celebration of of the death coming back to life for a time. Well, life coming back to the living world at, um, during this time. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, the Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or uh, Celtic priests. Now, I don't know if it's Celtic or Celtic. I'm just going to say Celtic. Or Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For a people entirely dependent on the volatile nat natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during that long dark winter. So now we're dealing with prophecies and looking into the future. And during this time, it was easier for the Druids or their prof prophets or their priests to make these prophecies because the veil between the natural world and the spiritual world was very blurred as in it, it was it was overlapping. So it was easier for the natural world to access the spiritual world and vice versa, the spiritual world to actual access the natural world. To commemorate the event, Druids built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic or to the Celtic deities. So there's an aspect of sacrifice. During the celebration, the, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Um, and in another article, we'll get into why they, uh, they thought that um, wearing animal heads and skins was effective and why they did that. When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires which they had extinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. Okay. Now we're going to get into the Roman empire and later, um, the, uh, around the eighth century of why, um, the Pope made this other holiday that then merged with Samhain to make modern day Halloween by AD 43, the Roman empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory in the course of the of the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the tradition of Celtic celebration of Samhain. Excuse me. Sorry about that, guys. All right. The first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. So... Again, another uh, holiday um, celebrating the de uh, death or com in commemoration in memoriam of, of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and, in the, and, and the incorporation of this celebration into Samhain probably explains the tra tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. Okay, so you got the festival of Samhain. You also got the the day of honor to Pomona, a um, ancient Roman goddess, and you have the uh, the day of Ferelia, which is to commemorate the passing of the dead. Okay, reading on more All Saints Day. Now this is where All Saints Day. Saints, Saints Day comes into the picture. On May 13th, AD 609, Pope Boniface the Fourth dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs. And the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. By the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into the, into the Celtic lands, where it gradually blended with and supplanted older Celtic rites. In AD 1000, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival 
of the dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain, with big bonfires, parades, um, dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallowmas, from the Middle English word All Hallowmasy, meaning All Saints Day. The night before it, the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows Eve and eventually Halloween. So we got this merging of holidays and different traditions but di from different cultures with similar meanings into one holiday, and that is modern-day Halloween. Halloween comes to America. The celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England began be because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. As the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians meshed, a distinct American version of Halloween began to merge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. So even in the Protestant uh culture, church, religion, denomination, we have um, a celebration of harvest where there'd be stories of the dead shared. There'd be telling of each other's fortunes, which is very similar to what happened during Samhain, dancing and singing. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all times. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festiv festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to pause there. We can go into the history of trick-or-treating and, and all that stuff, but let's revisit the um, interview between Mike Signorelli and Jenny Weaver. Jenny Weaver, by the way, just to give some context, Jenny Weaver is an ex- witch, an ex-practicing witch. She did all the things. She did all the rituals and, and you know, doing, making potions. And it's all real, guys. If you want to look more into it, you can. Um, but just watch any interview done with Jenny Weaver and you'll, you'll get a good glimpse of it. But let's go back to the interview with Jenny Weaver. And they participate in that and then they open these same doors and they come right back and say i don't think i was really delivered no you were delivered you just keep opening these same doors over and over and over and so we need to close the door slam mm. it shut lock it and if the whole world says that you're crazy religious and too strict well i love you in the lord be blessed let me be on the strict side rather yes. than the compromising side and be demonized at night scared to go to the bathroom because a monster is going to jump out from under my bed now <laughs> so I, i'm just going to tell you how it really is and so we have got to close these doors. Let me tell you, Halloween, I don't know if anyone's ever told y'all, but Halloween started years and years and years and years ago by the Celtics, Celtic Druids, which if you don't know, they're in witchcraft. That's that's kind of like their thing. It's their culture. Okay, so we have so we have um her talking about the Celtics, okay? So um she's going to start there and she's going to go on uh, to say basically what we just read and we just discussed. Um, and so what they did is they believed that on that particular day, Halloween, that during that day that the veil was thin, there was a thin veil that separated the spirit world yeah. from the natural world. And during that thin time that they could cross over and mm. the spirits, they actually would bring food and light fires and, and, and all these snacks to give to the dead because it was a time of celebrating the dead where the dead could rise and roam around the earth. And they wanted, they wanted that to happen. They wanted to, to, to see all of that. And so they would bring these spirits gifts, treats, yeah. so that they wouldn't get tricked Come by on. the spirit. Put okay, so here we have the, um, the origin of, of, of trick-or-treating. Now, whether or not that is true and whether or not that is historically accurate, I'm not sure. Uh, we can go into that. Um, maybe... Um, Let's cross-reference that really quick with what, um, with what uh, the History Channel or the, with what the History thing said. Let's look at it. Okay, 
History of trick-or-treating. Borrowing from the European traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became became today's trick-or-treat tradition. Young women believed that that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple apple pairings, or mirrors. Interesting. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, foods, and the seasons, foods of the season, and festive costumes. Okay, so history.com doesn't really go into the origin of Halloween trick-or-treating. Um... But um, let's just go with it. Let's go with, you know, what Jenny is saying um, and, and kind of go with it and discuss it. Like that, y'all. And then what they would do is so that some of these spirits that came back to take revenge, they didn't want these spirits to take revenge on them. So what they would do is they would dress up mm. with animal bones and animal heads sometimes. And that's how costumes came into play so that these spirits would then recognize them as a spirit and pass them by. And so costumes are steeped in that witchcraft, that demonic realm and celebration of the dead and the trick or treating that's steeped in it as well. And then to keep the evil spirits away from their homes, what they would do is they would put treats out on the porch and they would carve these jack-o'-lanterns or these turnips. That's what they had over there. And and pumpkins came in, in, in American culture because we have pumpkins here but over there it was turnips and they would carve these faces mm. people faces in them put a candle in them and so that the spirits would see the home and pass by i think it's our oh we're already there it's already good we're gonna can we just take a, a second to kind of see the irony here not really the irony it's more of a the parallelism between this and the israelites in egypt um where they would put the 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 blood of the lamb over the doorpost and the angel of death would pass by them because the angel of death saw the blood of the lamb over the doorpost. Okay, so apparently if you have jack-lanterns on your doorstep and you decorate your house in in you know Halloween stuff, the spirits are gonna pass by and they're gonna be like, oh, we we, you know, uh, we, we've already been there or, you know, oh, this house is already, um, you know, I don't know. We're, we're just going to pass by it because it's decorated. Okay. Interesting. Pass by. Mm. And so jack-o'-lanterns entryway into your home, participating in Halloween. That's a participation in Halloween. And so here's the thing. And can I say this, Pastor? My, yes, say you know, it. I brought this this example to the body of Christ when I shared them on my video. I said, a Ouija board, we all know what Ouija boards are. The Ouija boards were created for the purpose of communicating with the dead, which the Bible says not to do. It's called necromancy. We are forbidden to do that. And so Ouija boards communicate with the dead, spirits or entities or whatever. I'll tell you what they are. They're demons. That's what they are. Come on. It's not your grandmother. It's a familiar spirit. Say it. I know you love her and you miss her. But there is, you were forbidden from doing that. There's, you, you're not allowed to do that. And so a Ouija board was created in witchcraft with its origins, celebrating the dead and communicating with the dead. I can't take a Ouija board, bring it into my house as a Christian and say, hey, we're going to use the Ouija board to communicate with the Lord from now on. And we're going to use this Ouija board to talk to the Lord. If you want to talk to the Lord, I can't remix it like that. I can't make it Christianized. I can't separate it from its witchcraft origins. Now, when I say that, everybody goes, no, I would never do that. But then you cannot say that. Okay. So let's uh let's pause. And we're going to we're going to take a look at a couple more clips um by by some other people. Um but so what she's saying is that we can we as Christians cannot justify redeeming Halloween and um and re and repurposing it. I th- I think and I'm going to discuss this later. I think there's a difference between redeeming it and repurposing it. Um, I think 
those terms can be used loosely, but we'll we'll go into it um, in a little bit. But what she's saying is that she's comparing Halloween and and the celebration of it to to you know using a, a, a Ouija board, which is we all know that the Ouija board and and doing that game and and practicing that is demonic and it does open doors. Um, just watch testimonies about it, people. Um, and you know, what you see in the movies is absolutely true. You know, Ouija boards do open doors and they do invite real spirits into your home or wherever you're at. Um, it is a thing. Um, and if you say, no, it's not, then you are ignorant of the spiritual realm. Okay. But that's another discussion. I'm just going to put that out there anyways, but, but she's comparing the celebration of Halloween to that. And she's saying that, well, you know, oh, we can redeem and we can, you know, reform the, uh, or redeem the, um, the Ouija board and be like, oh, instead of communicating to the dead, we're now going to communicate to the Lord. <laughs> okay. So if you want to make that comparison, sure. Okay. So we can make, we can, we can make that comparison. I think that's, I personally think that that's a, a pretty legitimate comparison. Okay. Let's let's go deeper. Let's go deeper on this side. Um, now, we, remember, I am I'm first doing the against side, and then I'm doing the for side, okay, or the neutral side. So I'm gonna pull up a clip. Um, I'm gonna pull up a clip uh, from an interview done with John Ramirez. John Ramirez is a former uh, Satanist, a former um, satanic priest. And he is doing an interview on CBN, um, about why he does not condone celebrating Halloween. Let's take a look. Tell us a little bit about where you were in relation to Satanism and worshiping the devil. Well, 25 years, uh, eight years old, boy, little boy, eight years old, demon church, I learned being trained by high-ranked devil worshippers, warlock, and spiritual witches, training me to know how to take over territory, demonic, demonic contracts, different demon territory, demon principalities, first, second heaven. I was being trained all the way to the age of 35, sold my soul to the devil, got married in Halloween, had a demonic wedding in Halloween. I baptized my daughter to the dark side at the age of 11. So that was my whole entire life. I mean, I, I breathed, ate, and slept witchcraft. Astral projecting. I will astral project over region, leave my body. Astral project, curse the region, because if I can curse the region, I can capture the people. Knowing what you came from and what you used to do, you're pretty um, discouraged that you see Christians celebrating Halloween. Why? I, 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 I don't know how you can cheat on God. I don't know how you can cheat on the Lord Jesus Christ because I don't see Satan as coming on Good Friday and coming hanging out with us, right? You know, I got married on Halloween and had a demonic wedding. Why would you put your kids, your family, why would you put your purpose, your destiny, why would you put your whole eternity in a demonic altar? But people say it's just fun, candy, kids are having costumes on. Why don't you say it's much more? The candy, you know, I said, I never said it before, but this candy, people from different walks of life pray over this candy, witchcraft, they pray over the candy. You're knocking on people's door. You don't know the person that you're knocking on door. She's a witch, okay? You don't know she's a witch. She's a wicca. She practices New Age, and you're knocking on the door, and you come in, you come in the illegal rights of this witch or this wall or this person's practicing this stuff, giving you this kind of candy. Now you're taking that stuff home. You put that stuff into your body. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's pause there. So, what he's talking about is the consuming of the candy. So, he's an ex-Satanist. He's he's been there, done that. Okay, just like Jenny has, he's they they've been there, done that when it comes to all things demonic, and now they are redeemed by Christ and they're living their life for for Jesus, and it's just amazing. So what he's saying is that um, there are possibilities that you know witches and warlocks that are out there practicing witches and practicing warlocks. Warlock is just another word for a male witch. But anyways, witches and warlocks are out there and they are praying. They are, they are casting spells over these treats. Does that happen all the time? No, we can safely agree that that doesn't happen all the time, but there is a possibility that it can. And so that's what he's talking about. Let's continue on. And on top of that, on top of that, I'm Tom O'Bain. Out of his mouth, you know, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's the ruler of the church of Satan, right? Mm -hmm. Out of his mouth, 
He said, I want to thank every Christian parent for allowing their child to celebrate Halloween one time a year, the devil's holiday. And he took Adam and Eve to lose everything because of one mistake. Mm. He took Esau, one, one circumstance, to lose his birthrights. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So why would, you, why would you bring that kind of curse into your house and curse your family from three to four generations? So when your kids is five and you think it's cool, you dress them up. Once you put a costume on someone, you see the, the, the trick of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, they were made in the image of God, they were made in God's perfect image, right? The devil tricked them with sin and changed their identity. Yeah. And once you put the costume on the kid, I don't care if you dress them up as Noah, I don't care if you dress them up as Abraham. Once you put this costume on Halloween, the, the birthright of Halloween, you're changing your kid's identity. The purpose of the wow. destiny has been canceled. Unless you renounce it and bring it back. Wow. Okay, so he's talking about now, the costumes, he's talking about that the costumes are now related to a separate identity, um, a demonic identity. And so when you put on costumes, you are, you're basically putting a mask over your true identity. Okay, let's continue. That is the trick of the devil. That, now that... You're sharing, and you share this everywhere you go. Everywhere you know, I go, I'm not afraid. I mean, I'm, nope. not I'm not politically correct. I'd rather be right with God. You'd be mad with me, but at least you'll make heaven. Yes. You know, I mean, churches, sometimes they get mad. They get mad with me. They get, oh, why are you saying that? Why are you talking that way? What, what, how should I talk? If I, I, my, God told me to speak the truth. You know, I'm just a mailman. Amen. Now that you're a Christian, you're actually a minister of the gospel now. Amen, yes. Okay. So that's pretty much it for that clip. Um, wow. Okay. I got one more clip for you on this side, and then we're going to transition over onto the other side of this debate. Okay. This clip is from um, a video by Catherine Crick. She is an apostle. She is um, a um, woman of faith. And um, she is very um, heavily into into deliverance and and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so she has a pretty good idea of what the spiritual realm looks like. And she's she's you know she's been in it. And so she she's coming from this perspective. Let's take a look. Whatever you're putting your eyes to, your ears to, if it's darkness, darkness can come in very easily when you're putting your eyes there. If your eyes are healthy, looking at things of light only, you will be healthy, you'll be full of light. But if your eyes are put to darkness, you're intaking that darkness. If you're really putting your eyes there, you're getting a lot of darkness in you. So, you know, this is why we shouldn't play around with Halloween because it's just darkness everywhere. It's just dark, 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 dark. It's like, it's like a horror movie, but everywhere in the house, a horror movie, not just the TV screen, but surround sound everywhere is kind of what it's like. When you're going to a trick or to Halloween parties or to haunted houses, you're literally just stepping into darkness, surrounded by darkness, no light there. So that sounds like hell. That doesn't sound appetizing to me. It definitely doesn't sound appetizing to open up a door to demons and to grieve God. So with this spiritual knowledge and just know Okay, let's pause there. So she's saying that she's saying that during this time, during this during this holiday, everything around you when you when you are celebrating Halloween, it's like you're totally surrounding yourself in darkness. And, you know, I, I can see, I can see that, you know, you are, um, you are, you, you know, everywhere you go is skeletons and, and, you know, um, the spirits of death and, and, you know, all these, you know, gargoyles, gargoyles and all these, all these demonic things. Um, and, She's saying that when you are celebrating this, it's like you are totally surrounding yourself with this darkness, this present darkness. Um, and on the other side of things, this, this is what we're going to discuss in a little bit. She's saying that it's total darkness. There's no light. On the other side of things, maybe there is a light somewhere in this darkness. And we're going to talk about that. But let's continue on. Knowing that it is displeasing to God, it should be easy for any believer to say no to participating in Halloween, to watching horror movies, to going to haunted houses, and to even doing what seemed harmless like trick-or-treating. Let's destroy the kingdom of darkness on October 31st. 
And let's give God all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Okay. So, again, she was talking about how celebrate Halloween is basically surrounding yourself in darkness for uh, for that for that day. Let's now transition over to the other side of things. Okay. Um, I told myself that when I was going to do when I was going to do this video, at first I wasn't going to stick to one side. I was going to give both sides room to breathe. And then I was going to conclude with my personal thoughts. Okay. And, you know, before my pastors jumped down my throat about, you know, oh, you're you're doing listen. <laughs> okay. I'm I have my own personal beliefs and, and opinions, but I want I wanted to give room for both sides. And there's a reason behind that, and I'll share why. Okay. So let's go um on to the other side of things. Um let's go back to um the the articles here. Okay. Um I'm going to pull up Christianity.com and should Christians celebrate Halloween? Now this is this article is by Rebecca Drumsta. Um and uh she does she does this article kind of from her perspective, but she she gives some pretty good points. Let's let's start. Traditionally, October 31st, which is named Halloween or Hallow's Eve, has been considered a pagan holiday. On All Hallows' Eve, it is said that the souls and spirits of the dead are given the ability to roam the earth. All Saints' Day or All Hallows' Day was a religious feast day celebrated on November 1st. The feasting was to honor the saints. Although there are different or differing beliefs as to its origin, everyone seems to agree on a, on a connection to the ancient Celts over 2,000 years ago. Yet, many Christians have always been left wondering if they should celebrate Halloween. Now, this is this is starting to get into now um, another um, holiday that's celebrated by Christians. Many Christians now celebrate Reformation Day on November first in the place of Halloween because of it because it is the day Martin Luther chose to nail his ninety five thesis to the church doors. Some church communities choose to host a trunk or treat, which is considered an acceptable alternative to door to door trick or treating. Members of the church decorate the trunks of their cars and hand out candy to children. It is expected it is expected that scary costumes and decor not attend. Other other churches hold a fall festival on the evening of October 31st. A fall themed atmosphere and carnival style booths help to mask the fact that it is that it is actually Halloween, except for all the people dressed in costumes with children getting candy. Still, other church church Christians believe in ignoring the day altogether. They turn off their porch light to avoid trick-or-treaters and go about their business as usual. Those who practice witchcraft, Satan worship, or other or or who consider themselves pagan or Wiccan may still celebrate All Hallows' Eve in a more traditional way, which includes many rituals to connect with the dead. Again, there's that connection of the dead thing. Clearly, Halloween is a controversial topic for Christians, Christian communities. Can Christian celebrate Halloween in a good con or in a good conscience. Okay. So now she's going to start quoting scriptures. The thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. John 10:10. 10, 10. As a girl growing up, I'm going to I'm going to skip to her redeeming Halloween for Christians, okay? She's quoting Hebrews here. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once and for all by his own blood, thus obtaining eternal redemption. If your background includes witchcraft or a world revolving around the dark side to Halloween, I promise I get it. I am not saying Halloween can cannot be used for the unspeakable. Halloween might well be, tr be traumatizing for you and, and with good reason. She goes on to say that she's terribly sorry about, you know, people who experience that. But I do challenge you to see how our God is bigger than evil and bigger than sin. Amen. Do not let fear continue to keep you captive. Amen. So she's taking an approach of uh, redeeming Halloween, the fact that we should not be fearful um, of, you know, these demonic things, but we should um, be looking at it that, 
the Lord, that Jesus, by dying on the cross, has re, has redeemed these things for good. Um, there is no fear in love, but perfect love derives out of fear uh, or um, casts out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. That's 1 John 4.18. Okay. She goes on to say, should Christians really celebrate Halloween? She concludes, yes, you can, you can because the blood of Jesus has redeemed Halloween. Okay. Here's where it gets a little bit interesting, right? Um, because she said that she says that the blood of Jesus has redeemed all of Halloween. So has Jesus, has the blood of Jesus redeemed, um, all things evil? It that's where it gets a little bit, you know, of a, of a weird fine line, I think, um, and I'll explain in a little bit. Okay, let's go over to um, BillyGraham.org, where it says, um, where they talk about whether or not we should celebrate Halloween. For some people, this holiday is a time for dress-up and candy. It is an opportunity for fun. Others express concern for their children's safety or for the emphasis that is often made on violence and horror at this time of year. Those who are interested in the right or wrong of the celebration may look at the holiday's origin in the occult and believe it should be should not be celebrated at all. They are aware that, that some groups celebrate Halloween as a tribute to Satan. So this article is... Um, is you know admitting that the holidays origins are in the occult, and um, you know that people should be aware that certain groups celebrate Halloween as a tribute to Satan. So, which is very true, that some groups do do that. Okay. On the other hand, others recognize that Halloween, the eve of All Saints Day. November 1st, is also associated with Martin Luther and the Reformation. They celebrate the religious freedoms won um, at that time in history. Since each of these perspectives contain truth, it is difficult to know how to respond. Okay, so they are addressing both sides here. Some parents adapt the traditional Halloween practices, practices, while others develop total different alternatives. These alternatives may include fall festival parties, where children are encouraged to dress in a particular theme, such as positive cartoon or book characters, famous historical characters, or Bible heroes. Carrying out that theme with simple acting can be fun and an opportunity for teaching values. Children will always be attracted to costumes and treats. Finding positive ways to enjoy these pleasures is the primary challenge for caring adults. Okay. So, we got both sides. Do we celebrate Halloween as a redeemed holiday? Um, do we redeem these, you know, these demonic things for for the sake of Christ, for the glory of Christ? Um, or should we not celebrate at all because of the origins of Halloween? and the potential doors it may open. So I think what we actually have to look at is the bottom of the line, are you celebrate, are you practicing the demonic attributes of Halloween or are you celebrating the alternative, the reformed version? Okay, so are you a reformist or are you redeemist? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. You know, are you um, are you taking this holiday to uh, teach your kids about um, the demonic? Are you using these uh, this ho so holiday to um, use this as a teaching lesson um, for your kids and and um, educating people? not just your kids, but other people about the spiritual realm, the demonic realm, and how you can easily open doors to the demonic? Um, or are you just leaving that aside and you're going full in as a Christian, um, but you're, you know, 
you're practicing, you know, Halloween or you're celebrating Halloween without also doing these other things. Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to get at, you know, are you, um, are you practicing the cultic or the, um, the demonic things of Halloween or are you not? Um, I'm going to conclude with this guys. I personally do not celebrate Halloween anymore. Um, the first reason, because I don't really have any friends to celebrate it with because all my friends are Christian <laughs> and the majority of my Christian friends don't celebrate Halloween anymore. So that's a major reason. But the other reason is because I have witnessed the demonic. I have witnessed deliverances, um, of demonic spirits. I have witnessed the spiritual realm in a very real way. And, um, I can agree with Jenny Weaver and with John Ramirez that, you know, practicing certain things on Halloween um, can possibly open doors to the demonic. Um, I totally agree with that. Do I totally agree with um, throwing Halloween to the curb altogether? I'm going to leave that up to you guys because um the argument of why Christians can celebrate Halloween is not that, oh, you can celebrate Halloween and do those demonic things because you're a Christian and you're redeemed by the blood of Christ. We see people redeemed by the blood of Christ and still open doors to the demonic, okay? So there's no argument about that. Um, the question is, is that what are you doing on this holiday? Are you doing things that are encouraging community and 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 fellowship with your neighbors? Um, are you um, hosting parties that are wholesome? Um, and you know, are you um, are you not watching you know haunted haunted movies, scary movies, uh, because those are open doors to the demonic? What are you doing on this day? Are you using this day to um, to educate people about the spiritual realm, the realness about the spiritual realm, um, the, um, the, um, the reality of the spiritual realm, or are you just going with tradition and you're not doing anything on this day to, um, to encourage and to, um, educate your fellow believers about the demonic and about the spiritual realm. Um, so that's kind of my train of thought. Let me know what you guys know. Let me, let me know what you guys think and what your argument is, um, or what your side of the debate is in the comments below. Let's start a discussion. Um, and maybe, you know, I'll do a follow-up video on this if I get enough response. Um, but, I encourage you to explore both sides of the debate and come up with with a perspective and a um, and a conclusion on your own. Um, and most, more importantly, guys, go with what you're convicted of, convicted of. You know, um, uh, cross reference all of this with scripture. You know, come up with your own um, with, with what come up with what the the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart to you know to believe. Um, what does the truth say? And the truth will set you free. Um, what does the Bible say about Halloween? Well, I know that the Bible says that we are not to practice necromancy, you know, the, the calling of the dead, the praying to the dead, um, the, the, you know, raising up the dead to, to, to life um, for, for those kind of practices. Um, are we called to raise the dead to life? Yes, we are called to raise the dead. We are called to cast out demons, um, but not, but but for the glory of God, not for these demonic purposes. You know, the reality of the truth is that the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there is a counterfeit vision that the that Satan comes up with. You know, for for the gift of prophecy, there is the um, 
there is the gift of, uh, or the, the, the practice of fortune telling, um, and tarot cards and, and, you know, the, uh, astrology and, um, and, um, you know, the, the aligning of the stars and, and telling fortunes from that for the gift of healing, there's, you know, there's these potions and all these things that, that the devil comes up with these practices the devil comes up with that offers only temporary resolve and temporary solution, but effectively opens up door to the demonic and for him to do whatever he wants in your life. So we all know that the devil parades around as the angel of light. And we also know, and this is, this is what I wanted to say about Catherine Crick's video is that are we totally surrounded by darkness? Well, then what are we? Are we also dark? No. Christians are the lie of the world. So the Bible, the, uh, Jesus, the gospel, encourages us to step into dark places to be the light in those dark places, to shed the light of Jesus, to be a reflection of the Holy Spirit, and for the Holy Spirit to, to work through us in these dark times and these dark places. So I'm going to end with this. What are you using this holiday for? Are you using it just for fun and, and you know, just to dress up and, and go trick-or-treating? Or are you using this also to, um, to, to, uh, to be a vessel, to give glory to God and to educate um, your fellow believers and your neighbors and, and your friends about the realness of the spiritual realm and the realness of the demonic and how easily it is easy it is to open doors to the devil to have his way with you. So I will leave with that. Until next time, I'm Brian. This is Reflecting in Podcast, and I will see you guys in November for the first episode of the week. Thanks for tuning in to the Reflecting In Podcast. If this episode blessed you in any way, please leave a review either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash reflecting him. Until next time, stay humble, strong, and courageous.